This episode is brought to you by SD Sober Living. If you or someone you know needs a safe and supportive recovery home, then reach out to SD Sober Living at www.sdsoberliving.org or call 619-625-0769. That's 619-625-0769. Come get some San Diego recovery and some fuck fentanyl at SD Sober Living. Welcome to the Fuck Fentanyl Podcast. I am Luis Romero. I am the Fuck Fentanyl Guy. Today I got a very special guest who actually was in my first episode. A little bit. <laughs> this is my friend Summer. She's also um, one of my Fuck Fentanyl models. Um, multiple photo shoots. How are you doing, Summer? I'm doing really well. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Um, yeah, and I just wanted to... Kind of to get a little bit of your backstory a little bit before we start talking. Um, so, um, um, where where did you grow up and all that? So I'm from Southern Oregon. I was uh, born and raised in Ashland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are like, "Oh, is it near Portland?" No, no, it's like five hours <laughs> south. It's the first town in Oregon on I five. Oh, right, right when you get out of California. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So you're pretty close to like um um those um. God, what was the, well, like those well, those prisons, uh, Pelican Bay and all that? I think those are in Salem, which is the capital. So it's that's a couple hours away from Portland. Oh, okay, okay. But all right, no, okay. Um, so, um, um, so you grew up there all your life? Yeah, I used to come down and visit my dad here in San Diego like uh-huh. once every other summer. But mm-hmm. yeah, born and raised. I lived in LA for a little while, but. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. for sure. So I it was mostly just visiting, kind yeah. of like a little thing. I always got sucked back into living in Southern Oregon, so uh, okay. I'm really stoked to be in San Diego now. All right, hell yeah. I mean, I, I love living here too, but sometimes I want to get the fuck out. It's expensive. <laughs> it is. Like, I got to win the lottery <laughs> Everything, <or some> <laughs> everything, everything. They charge me to breathe here. Yeah. Um. So anyways, um. Well, what was it like growing up in, in that part of Oregon? Um. Well... I grew up going to a lot of meetings with my mom. Oh, um, really? Yeah, there's there's a big recovery community in Southern Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's different now, but when I was younger, meth was really prevalent oh, in Southern no Oregon. They There's a town next to where I grew up called Medford, and they would call it Methford. <laughs> <laughs> Very clever. Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, my mom and dad actually met in an AA meeting. And <laughs> 13 step yeah You're i'm the product step, of a 13 13 step, step kid <laughs> <laughs> so i should have known my jeans were fucked from the <laughs> beginning <laughs> they set you up for failure but um yeah growing up there was good actually my mom lost custody of me when i was in kindergarten and oh, so wow. i grew up with my grandparents and i oh, lived wow. a pretty normal life mm-hmm. until my mom got custody of me no there. she fucked things up for <laughs> yeah. you um so, um, so when you're in kindergarten, you're, 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 you're your mom's the whole time. Um, well, so my mom, she was an intravenous meth user mm-hmm. and she would fight a lot with my, my stepdad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just remember getting pulled out of kindergarten one day and the, I got asked a lot of questions. The next thing I know I was on a 
and on a ride to Klamath Falls, and I was with a foster family for a few months. Oh, wow. And then you know, my mom lost custody of me, and then my grandma actually got custody of me, and I lived oh. with her until I was in, like, fifth grade. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was pretty normal. Like, I was kind uh, of a weird kid. My grandma really? would dress me in, like, like onesies with Velcro shoes, and, like, <laughs> I was not cool, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh. it was pretty normal and then when i was in fifth or sixth grade i can't really remember my mom got custody of me again and she was doing a lot better uh-huh. and my mom's been in and out of the rooms like my mm. whole life okay so it was kind of weird i had i didn't even know what resentment was but i had a lot of resentments mm-hmm. growing up like just kind of like why can't i have a normal family but yeah. nobody really has a normal family yeah. that, 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 that is kind of a fantasy yeah i i don't for me, yeah. <laughs> but what is normal? It's just what? a fucking setting on a washer, right? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. It's a good way to put it. <laughs> so, um, so like fifth and sixth grade, um, you're you're out of your your grandmother's uh, custody. Who, who do you live with from there? And then I was living with my mom, okay, um, in Ashland still. I went to middle school in Ashland, and then when I turned fourteen, my mom decided to move to Medford. Uh-huh. So after going to elementary school in Ashland and then middle school, moving to Medford and going to a completely different town. Med- Medford, right? Yeah. Yes. And there's this weird stigma between people from Ashland, Oregon and Medford. And like the kids really? from Medford did not like Ashland kids and Ashland oh kids God, did not like Medford kids. Serious. Yeah, it was. And so like <laughs> I was really considered like an outcast still. But oh, wow. because... Um, my mom got diagnosed with cancer and she had her medical marijuana card. I would steal oh. her weed from her and I would like <laughs> give it out to people. And so that's how I made friends. I was like, Wow, you wouldn't smoke the weed. You just, oh you no, just I steal smoked it. the weed. Oh, you I oh okay. I know, that was the when I was like yeah, 12. Yeah. Oh, you're 12 years old? Yeah. And uh, you, you just wanted to fit in with these, these fucking kids from yeah. fucking Medford. Yeah, and, and I'm and like, <laughs> and I like changed my whole personality. Like, I was pretty like emo scene kid in middle uh-huh. school, and then when I moved to Medford, like I pretended to like like scream on music and like all this <laughs> shit. Like I love rap and like electronic music and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. because of my aesthetic, I was like trying to fit in with all these people, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I don't know what that was, <laughs> but I really just tried yeah, to yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, fit in. Want, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, you, you want to be validated? You yeah. Want yeah, I, I get that. And um, yeah, I was 14. I got in with some like, you know, like everyone does. Just like I wasn't like smoking weed to be cool. I genuinely liked smoking weed and it was a yeah, big like part of my <laughs> big yeah. part of my personality. Yeah. And then I started like dabbling and trying ecstasy mm-hmm. and I smoked meth for the first time when I was 14. Like Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, it, you were in Medford. I mean, yeah, you, exactly. you might as well pick up meth. If the but. shoe fits, right? <laughs> but um, uh, so um, you so you you know you're going up to these harder substances. Um, yeah. And you were doing meth. How how long was this going on for? Um. Well, I tried it once when I was 14, and I was up for like three days. <laughs> yeah. That's a good shit. I got kicked out of both um, high schools actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, and my mom like. She was going through her cancer treatments and she didn't know how to deal with me. And so I got sent to live with my uncle in L.A. Mm -hmm. Um, And so starting sophomore year, I was in um, La Cunada, which is near Pasadena. Okay, yeah. And uh, 
it just got worse there. Like, ecstasy <laughs> was super big when I moved there, and I got in with another crowd that was yeah. all about just skipping school and uh, doing drugs, oh like yeah, yeah, yeah. like I was, you cool know. And so it just kind of all mm-hmm. like continued to sure. spiral. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so you you know you're going to high schools, different high schools, and yeah. And uh, did you uh, end up graduating? No, I actually, no? Um, I got my GED. In Oregon, when I was 16, you can be 16 and get it in Oregon. Oh, I know huh. in California, you have to be 18, but... Oh, I think you can be younger. Because uh, some of my friends... you have, like, parental consent. Yeah, some of my friends in uh, Juvenile Hall, they get their GDs before people can graduate. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, maybe it's different because you're in a system. I don't know. Yeah. But okay. Yeah, I was, like, I bounced around a lot. So I was in L.A., shit hit the fan with my family in L.A. because I was just fucking off. Mm-hmm. And so I went back to Oregon... But I was just so miserable. And honestly, I was really depressed, I think, from all the drugs I was doing. And I ended up running away from Oregon back to L.A. Uh And I was, like, gone for almost six months. Um, And I got arrested and I went to juvenile hall in L.A. for about 34 days. Oh, I think you told me about (laughs) this. (laughs) And then I went, I got sentenced to a girl's home. Um, Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. It was, like, um, almost like a sober living vibe. But I was a ward Mm -hmm. of the state. And so I was only supposed to do six months there, but because four months in, I got caught shoplifting. (laughs) So at my six month review, the judge was like, you're going to do six more months. And I ended up turning 16 there and started taking my program a lot more seriously. But at that time, I was introduced to meetings myself. Like I had gone with my mom when I was little and stuff, but like... That was the first time I got introduced to being clean or sobriety mm. or anything wow, like that. Wow, that young. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was really, it was intense. I mean, I'm really glad I went through that because it really, like, changed my perspective on life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on, like, antidepressants because I used to do, like, a lot of ecstasy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, a yeah. dumb amount. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff in that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just glad, like, I was really experimenting with that stuff when... At that time, because now with fentanyl, it's like, oh, fuck yeah. You know, I, oh, I yeah. definitely would have died. It's what 100% in the yeah. <laughs> And uh, honestly, at the time, I was trying to die. Like when I got arrested, I actually got arrested two times before the third time when I went to juvenile hall. Uh-huh. But I was honestly trying to commit suicide in like the most painless way possible. Mm. I, um, the day I got arrested, I had taken 14 ecstasy pills that day. Holy shit, yeah. dude. I was just like, fuck everything nothing mattered at that point and um so i was super depressed and after talking with like a therapist and going through all this treatment and stuff Uh like i was on antidepressants and sleeping pills and they really helped like get my head back on straight kind of you Mm -hmm. know i think i really needed to do that year Mm. so you were clean and sober for the whole year Not quite. Well, on my 16th birthday, actually, one of my best friends like snuck into the girl's home and like, oh, really? brought some brought some ecstasy and like <laughs> me and a few of the girls did yeah, that. There's but, a C16. But <laughs> the majority of the time that I was in there, I was clean. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we would get drug tested and. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I get it. I um. I was so scared I was going to get drug tested after my birthday that at least the girl told me if I eat a little bit of powdered bleach, it would clean my system. Oh, no. You yeah, did that? Yeah, I parachuted oh. fucking powdered bleach. I was such a dumbass. God, I pierced my own tongue in there. Like, <laughs> I was, I was I didn't get it crazy. No. 
But it was not like a good piercing. <laughs> like, that shit was crooked. I ended up like chipping one of my teeth. Oh, I took it out. Fuck. I wore it for a couple of years, but oh wow! Like me now, I would never pierce my own body, let alone my tongue. I didn't know I could have like oh, paralyzed God. my face inside <laughs> inside the mind of a sixteen-year-old. Like, everyone was doing it, so I was yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but being there, like. I remember I was being such a brat. My mom came down from Oregon to visit me, and I was being such a brat. I was like, I don't want to see her, blah, blah, blah. And this girl literally almost beat my ass, and she was like, you don't know how lucky you are to have family come and visit you. Because a lot of these girls were like, they didn't have family. They didn't have anybody. They had just gotten in trouble. Mm -hmm. And so, like, all these little things that happened to me there really, like, made me feel more grateful like I didn't yeah. realize it at the time. It was yeah, really yeah, yeah. shitty at the time. And I was yeah, like, at the time you're like, you guys, guys are fucked. Yeah, but <laughs> now I understand. Like I had to go through that. No and shit. And obviously I wasn't done yet. You know. Oh well, you know it's it's a it's a journey. I was 16. Like, <laughs> it's a journey. Yeah. I did. It wasn't even a thought. In my fucking head to get right. to even somewhere at 16. I mean, I. <laughs> it was because I was being forced to, you yeah. know. But I'm glad I had an introduction to the program. Yeah. Uh. Like on my own, like, because mm-hmm. I've growing up in NA and A, like I saw it work for so many people on yeah. so many different walks of life, and so I knew that there was hope, but I definitely wasn't done yet. Oh no, 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 for sure, it, it's a, it's a, it's a whole journey. Yeah, it's not uh, just a, a quick one-two process. But I definitely stopped like after that. Like I didn't smoke weed for a long time because I was on probation and I was oh, worried okay. I was going to get drug tested after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I turned 18, I was like, could just went right back to smoking weed. I didn't really drink back then, but like smoking weed was like a big part of who I thought I was. You thought it was your identity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I got into harder stuff again when I was like 19. I oh, sw- wow. Yeah, so I started smoking gate. meth like for oh. only like six months, mm-hmm. but it was enough to almost like lose everything. Like I was just hanging out with the wrong people i was hanging out with a lot of people who were using heroin too Mm -hmm. and like people overdosing in front of me Mm -hmm. shitting their pants peeing you know like (laughs) that happens like i i was like what is going on here (laughs) it's the normal (laughs) but yeah it was just like that when you do shit like that that's who you're gonna end up surrounding yourself with you know absolutely and i was i almost lost my apartment i had just gotten Mm -hmm. you know like i um i started dating this guy when i was barely 18 mm-hmm. and um he had gone to jail and that's when i started i like was like fuck everything uh-huh. like i just didn't care and i just started just fucking my life off you know and it yeah. just was like a really rapid downward spi- spiral honestly mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, it's crazy how fast like things can change in just an instant oh, one bad yeah. decision oh yeah the chain re- just takes chain one reaction. second yeah no fuck yeah <laughs> that one hit yeah just that one hit yeah and yeah and then i really after that it scared me and i was like my mom sat me down she's like you're gonna lose everything like i'm gonna send you into a program and this and that and i was like oh my god not again (laughs) (laughs) not again (laughs) i love that one i can relate (laughs) yeah so i was like it scared me and then when i was 20 i went into beauty school Okay. I turned 21 in beauty school. That's when I started drinking a lot. Like, oh, really? Right when you became legal age? 
Well, like before I would drink, but not like. Well, because it wasn't as accessible. Right. And then that's when I started doing a lot of blow. Honestly. Yeah. And. um, Okay. Yeah. And that, I don't know. I just was really fucked off for a long time. (laughs) But then I I decided to take a break. I would take breaks of everything periodically. Oh, really? I would still be smoking weed. And I thought that Uh was fine, you know. Oh, so you use marijuana to to help um, kind of with with the other substances, like maintain. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm not drinking and doing anything else bad. I'm just smoking weed, you know. And so I I justified it. Grows on the earth and then on the (laughs) healthy. Yeah, in Oregon, everyone smokes weed (laughs) or grows it or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a pretty predominant uh, weed weed uh, state. (laughs) And I would like to say, like, I think weed does have medicinal purposes, but Mm -hmm. people abuse it. You know, one hundred (laughs) percent. (laughs) <laughs> I definitely wasn't using it medicinally. I, I, I mean, like the weed that is now is not the weed that I smoked when I was um, first starting. Yeah, it's just it's just they call it heroina. Oh fuck yeah! Because <laughs> it's just so. When different. I first saw, I, I saw uh, my I saw my old my old roommate's son um, smoke a dab. I literally was like. This is crack. Yeah. This is fucking THC crack. My mom was so appalled when I used to dab because she was <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> and man, I just, I just, I was just so like, just like blown away by it. like, oh my God, like, like how are, are we going to start slamming this shit next? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, it's wild. There's just so many different, I don't know. So this time that I've been clean, mm-hmm. like I just. I've never not smoked weed or not like drink a little bit like to be 100% clean. Like yeah. it's a whole different feeling oh, I, yeah. since I was 16 and it wasn't my choice and I got locked up and everything. Uh-huh. That was the last time I ever had any significant. Oh, clean, clean time? time. Yeah. Oh, wow. So from from that you're 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 from when you were 16 to right now it was really like the only time you fully been clean and sober yeah. off everything. Yeah. And so how I, I learned about you is like um, my life started getting really shitty after. So I was with that guy that I was barely 18. Oh, with. the guy, the guy that went to jail. Yeah. And uh-huh. he got out and I was with him for 10 years. Oh, we shit. Were engaged, <laughs> yeah, and all that stuff. And so we broke oh, up a, a couple of years ago and that's when I really started not giving a fuck again. Oh. And I just started drinking a lot, like all the time in the morning. I started uh-huh. doing blow like really regularly. Like I don't even know how. I had so much access to it because I wasn't really <laughs> making money. Like I had got a DUI, lost my job, like uh-huh. put myself in a really bad spot. Yeah. And my dad's out here in San Diego and um, he's in the program and uh-huh. I called him. I I was, pr- I don't really remember, but I was just begging him for help. Oh, okay. This was in the end of May last 20, year. Yeah, last year. Okay. In 2023. And um, so he actually bought me a plane ticket at the beginning of April to come down. And I got on the plane to Seattle and I had a layover in Seattle. Yeah. And I got fucking trashed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> long story short, I missed my flight. Yeah. I begged the people at the airport to get me on another flight. And um, uh-huh. I missed that flight too. <laughs> <laughs> And so I was like stuck in Seattle. They, they didn't even. They, they no. just like no. They were like yeah. They were like you're fucking. You ruined your chance. Yeah, oh man. So I was stuck in Seattle. I ended up having some family friends like in Portland. They c- came and got me, and I tried to like detox and do it on my own. And uh-huh. I got like five days in, and and I, 
the fifth day, like I couldn't sleep. It was really painful. And so I drank again. Uh-huh. And then um, my dad was like, I'm not buying you another plane ticket. Oh, yeah. Like he actually drove up from San Diego all the way to Oregon where I was living. What? On Yeah. On April 14th, I, he just drove up and turned right back around and took me into the women's first step house in North County. Oh, no Which shit. is a 10 day detox. Yeah. Yeah, and I was really, I remember being really pissed I was in there for 420. (laughs) You missed the annual celebration. Right. I'm like, God, this sucks. Why now? But um, yeah, and actually, that was a really good thing for me. It wasn't a medical detox or anything. And it was really, really hard. Yeah, the six step house. Yeah, no, the women's first step house, but it's near the six step house. Oh, okay. It's in Vista, though. And they they have a. First step house for men up there too. Oh no shit. Yeah. I, I thought it was I, I got it confused with something else. Sorry. But the six step house is the AA club mm-hmm. up there. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Oceanside. Somewhere. Uh institutes. But yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. And um yeah. Long story short, last year I, I uh would get like 30, 40 days and relapse and then uh-huh. I would like be like, Oh no, I got this, I'm good, I'm good and then uh-huh. it it got really bad. Um so July 6th, um, after like a pretty long few day bender, like I ended up just like stealing bottles from Vons and like hanging oh, nice. out with homeless people. Like I, this, I, I, I relate to that. This, <laughs> this one homeless guy, I was trying to get him to drink with me and he was like, have you ever heard of AA? And I was like, <laughs> this homeless guy? Uh, he wouldn't even drink with me. He's like, you need fucking help. And I was like, <laughs> this homeless guy told you that? I was like, okay, this is my bottom. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And I was like, I was so pissed. I was like, yeah, I have heard of AA. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, old man. God. But I ended up like doing some drugs with this other random guy. And like, when I went in, so I, on July 6th, I went into detox. And when I got my drug test back, like I not only tested positive for meth, but it had fentanyl in my system oh, too. Fuck. Which scared the shit out of me because my friend, one of my best friends from high school passed away May 21st. Uh-huh. And um, my little sister, Danielle, Okay, I'm going to kind of rewind it's now. It's fine. Because no, you go, go ahead. this is how I found out about you is my sister, Danielle, she was wearing a fuck fentanyl sweatshirt. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's sick. Mm-hmm. He's like, She's like, yeah, I know this guy. He like comes to my HA meeting. Like, uh-huh. I can hook you up. And, I, and then she also had some beanies. And I was like, <laughs> stealing it from her all the time. I was like, I want to rep this. Because in Oregon, too, like when I was doing blow, like people were testting their shit and it had fentanyl in it too. Wow. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. It, it's def- fentanyl is definitely pretty predominant in Oregon as well. Yeah. And like a lot of people I know, like even years ago before it was such a big deal, like people have been passing away from it mm-hmm. like for a while now. And so I knew what it was and I was like, fuck yeah. fentanyl. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so like, I was, I thought it was so cool that she like knew you and yeah, like you yeah, were doing yeah. this thing. I thought it was such a good like oh, yeah. cause, you know, to oh, bring yeah. awareness. Yeah. Because nobody in their right mind is like, yeah, fentanyl. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know I was actually worried about that when I first started the brand. I, I was thinking like maybe uh, people that are active fentanyl addicts were going to like fucking go after me. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it didn't. It, it was actually quite the opposite. They're yeah. actually more about it than you, yeah. you would even think. Like probably more than even I am. The first time I ever heard about fentanyl was it was around when I was like 19 and one of my best friends was fucking around with 
H and like yeah, yeah. all this other stuff. And I just remember because my grandma was going through cancer treatments and stuff and she had these fentanyl patches. And oh, my friend yeah, wanted them so she could smoke them. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> that sounds so random. It was weird. But that was the first time. Because I knew it was kind of like morphine, but mm-hmm. like stronger. The stronger, yeah. And I just, I didn't really know a lot about it. But like, I know she was paying me for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, we smoked those, those grandma patches. And I was like, they're expired. Do you still want these? And she's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> But I have, I mean, I really didn't know much about it, but like yeah. before my sister, she's been clean for like almost 18 months now. Uh-huh. And, but she had like a good amount of clean time Yeah. and she turned 21 clean oh, fuck and then yeah. she, she went out and then she would be in and out for a while. But mm-hmm. I, I would stay in contact with her. And I remember the first time we were on FaceTime and she was, I knew she was smoking something on yeah, on oh, FaceTime, Jesus, and I was like, really? "What are you doing?" And on she's FaceTime? like, "I'm not gonna tell you, cause, cause you're gonna be mad at me." And I was like, "No, tell me what you're doing." And she's like, "Fettuccine." And then I just put two and two <laughs> together, and I was like, "This bitch." <laughs> That's a clever and was, way. And I was like, starting to get upset, and she's like, "I knew you were gonna be upset." And I was like, "No, I'm happy you told me, so now I know if you die, what oh, killed fuck. you." And Jesus. she was like. Yeah, you that's know, rough right but there. it was really hard, like watching her go through that, because at the time I was doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. We will go back and forth like one of us will be doing good. And then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> Take turns. Yeah. So now to have it. Tag like, team. All right, your turn. <laughs> we make each other look good at different parts yeah. of our lives. But now like to have her as my little sister, but she's like my big sister in recovery. And like mm-hmm. she's really helped like guide me and get me into like be with the groups of people that's in so San Diego. Awesome. Like. Honestly, really she's a lot more shy than I am, but like I will be really? outgoing and like try to like <laughs> be like, this is my sister Danielle. And a yeah. lot of people know her already, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm really like, I, yeah, 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 yeah. She's a little more low key than you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see that now. But like, she's she's so awesome and she's really like shown me the ropes and of like what it means to be a woman in recovery and mm. to have solid people in your corner. Like, mm-hmm. she also is the kind of woman that's like, well, she would rather have four quarters than like a hundred pennies. You know, she has like yeah. her tight friends yeah. rather than like a bunch of acquaintances, you yeah, know, yeah, 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 and yeah, like yeah. she has a solid sponsor. She oh, has a sponsor yeah. family, nice. you know, and and I just I really admire her. So yeah, I'm really yeah. glad that she like introduced me to the fuck fentanyl the brand. brand. I thought it was so dope. I'm like this guy. I was like, I want to meet him. I thought you were like a celebrity, <laughs> which you kind of are. You know? I, I, I wouldn't but, say that. I wouldn't say that. No, but when I met you, I was like, oh, he's so chill. Like, you know, <laughs> I was just like, damn, this guy is really like doing it from the ground up. And it's yeah. like exploded into this thing that was like bigger than I could have ever ma- imagined. <laughs> I remember when like I w- had the opportunity to be in a photo shoot for you. I was like, yeah, this is it. This is my moment. <laughs> that was a fun one, the graveyard one. And I want to continue to do it, you know, because oh, I want to yeah. bring awareness to this because mm-hmm. it's such a big problem. Yeah. And so many people are dying. Like we're the lucky ones. Oh fuck yeah, we are. You know, when I when I tested positive and it was in my, you know, in your in your mat. Yeah, I couldn't. I was like, whoa, because <laughs> that wasn't my intention at all. But I do remember like. Feeling like a little drowsy or something like that. Well, I just like wasn't the same as when I was 19. Mm-hmm. I felt like stuck. It wasn't like I remembered at all. And yeah. so it makes sense. Wow. 
But I just don't understand why they put it in other stuff. I don't get that. I, 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 like, is it to hook I, people or like? Like, um, you know, like out of the cigarette company, they put a bunch of like really addictive chemicals mm-hmm. to just to just keep getting you to buy their product. Well, maybe it's like population control. Could be that you too. Know? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't see what's the point. You know, because it's like uh, the the price of making this this uh, this money from from you know like the the fentanyl economy I, I i don't know if that's worth you know the, the lives of all these people you know what i mean especially uh, like you know kids and mm-hmm. you know people you know that really didn't uh they're, they're not doing drugs to to, to, to yeah. die you know and i've heard a lot of different theories about it you know yeah for sure like there's, one there's group will put it in this other group stuff to make them look bad and so people will only go to the group that doesn't have it in it or mm. like just yeah, yeah i yeah. don't even know yeah no it, it, it's it, it's just kind of i think out of control i really think it's just like nobody nobody's really running the show with it yeah it's just it just took its own life but then it's like i know a lot of people and i love a lot of people who are in the rooms that were literally purposefully doing fentanyl you oh, yeah, know yeah, yeah. that because heroin's not around anymore and i just like i'm like what? <laughs> like that just but yeah, you know yeah, everybody's hell is just as hot like it takes what it takes to like make you either get honest with yourself mm-hmm. and build a better life or you're gonna stay stuck or digress and yeah. maybe die like most likely at this point it's like russian roulette if you're willing uh, to fuck around with your life like this like yeah. chances are more th- more of us than not are not making it I mean, out. It, it's, I always felt like it was rushing to that. I mean, it was always, that was always the case for me. Yeah. Because I'm a intravenous uh, heroin user. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, you know, I was. You're fucking uh, hardcore. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, it wasn't the plan, yeah. you know, at the time. But I gave in to peer pressure when I was 17 years old. And then uh, I, um, I got hooked on heroin um, almost immediately. And I thought I could maintain it, you know, because I had a job and stuff like that. And I, I thought I could, you know, live this lie. Like outsmarted almost. I can, uh, yeah, I'm very smart yeah. like that. I'm very smart like that. Well, and that's the thing too. Like most people that are identify as addicts, we're not dumb people. We're pretty crafty. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. But we, this we, is not something we can outsmart. No, no. It, it's uh, like um, trying to be a, a successful drug user is like um <laughs> it's like uh, it's like cheating in solitary yeah you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> and um yeah so I, yeah I, I i lived like that for uh, six years and yeah. um i didn't even want to get clean at all i got i got locked up um when i was 22 it was already um like the fifth time i went to jail or something like that and uh, i did little flashes and stuff like that and then um i uh and then, but i keep bracking cases so when um, the time kind of came where they were just fucking fed up with me, <laughs> they, you know, I was looking at some years in prison. And so that was hanging over my head. And I had to go to, to rehab again. <laughs> and I didn't want to. And um, I didn't want my clean date at all. And I, I didn't I, I didn't plan on staying clean and sober. For, that's for fucking sure. Yeah. Um, you know, like maybe I was like, maybe I'll lay off the heroin, but I'll do the other stuff like, yeah. like cocaine and alcohol and, and weed. Cause like, you know, I thought they were less harmful and, um, man, uh, I, I, I got into AA and <laughs> I went to an AA program and 
I I kind of just kind of I, I guess in a in a slow way like just kind of broke down, and I finally was like, "Fuck it, dude! I I gotta do something. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I can't I can't keep going back to fucking jail. I can't because I if and and if I do a shot, I'm fucked. I'm dead. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if I'm lucky, you know, I go back to to jail because you know that shit's gonna kill me. Yeah. So. You know, that's how my journey started, you know. It just, it was like this slow progression of just finally kind of getting over my fucking ego and my pride. And yeah, you know what I mean? It, it, you know, I, I'm grateful it happened. Because if I hadn't gotten arrested that day, I mean, I probably would have been dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, 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 <laughs> I go hard. <laughs> yeah. When I'm invested into something, I go all the way. <laughs> And it shows with your brand. (laughs) I'm glad it does. It does. I'm glad it does. And it's nice to be able to put your energy and your focus into something constructive and positive, you know, helping people, bringing awareness. I I, I love it. Because, you know, with, you know, when we're trying to be in the program, you know, I I help, I try to help other addicts and stuff like that. Um, But, you know, with with this thing, you know, it kind of is a little farther of a reach because, you know, I can talk to people who I wouldn't normally talk to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's a door I've never, I, I never thought was pot Like, and I, I just never saw it. You know what I mean? Talk about reach. You're in other countries. Yeah. Now. <laughs> reached almost I, uh, all Aust- 50 states. Like. <laughs> Canada, Australia, yeah. uh, UK. Yeah. Uh, what other ones? Uh, it'll come to me later, but yeah. yeah, I, yeah I love seeing it like grow and, yeah people love it you know yeah it's not just us here i mean i know it's a huge community here or like the problem is so prevalent here but it's everywhere oh fuck yeah it is um yeah no no seriously like all over like fucking um i i i trip out like when i send something i send something to a fucking state i've never fucking heard of or i don't <laughs> remember you know i'm like oh, that's a state like <laughs> like iowa like yeah the fuck and, but i'm like if i'm sending it there man it, it, it's obviously a fucking issue yeah you know what i mean and that's where i'm kind of getting the uh you know the general idea you know in a, in a way yeah and um you know i i i i, I can't believe like how how fast it exploded and how yeah. <laughs> how it means something so much to people more people i think now than not probably like one in three if, if it's not somebody they know personally it's like they know somebody who yeah. knows somebody who's been I, affected by I, I i really believe that almost everybody knows mm-hmm. somebody at this point yeah like even that um booth you did for like those moms that came you know oh yeah that was so cool but it's like i know they probably never fucked around like that but because yeah. of your brand, like they have a way to kind of bring awareness to what happened to their children, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like, like shout out to Clea. Um, oh, yeah. Clea. Like nobody plans on dying, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah and like yeah, even yeah. if you're in the depths of your despair and like you really do want to die, like obviously there was something that held all of us back to mm-hmm. keep us alive, like a little bit of hope, a glimmer of like yeah. some love that someone gave you yeah. to keep pushing through. Yeah, like absolutely. my friend that passed away in May last year, I was so like grateful to get his name on that shirt. Mm-hmm. But I know for a fact, like 
he was stubborn as fuck and he had injured himself and he didn't want to go to the doctor. And so I really think he thought he was taking a medication that was going to help his pain and it ended ended up being fentanyl. And he, his like, his best friends found him in the morning dead Dead, you know and it's like i know because he was really supportive of me at the beginning of my like journey on this whole like sobriety thing in Mm -hmm. april and i was honestly before i was ready to get clean like we had gone out to lunch and stuff and i was super jealous of him because he had stopped drinking he wasn't smoking he wasn't doing anything Mm -hmm. and then for him to pass away all of a sudden like it was so unexpected and wild like yeah it just like turned my world upside mm. down and I was really scared and I was like definitely not going to fuck around anymore. And then when I went to detox and yeah. that it was in my system, I was like, what the fuck am uh, I doing with my Jesus, life? You yeah. know, what a fucking reality yeah. check that was. And so I don't want to die because yeah. I think life can be so much more beautiful than I have ever imagined. As long as I continue to keep doing the right things, like not every day is perfect, but if I can go to bed at night and thank God for a, another day mm-hmm. so clean and sober yeah, like that's yeah. a fucking win fuck yeah and some days i'm not gonna lie to you like i think about like picking up a drink i, I remember you telling or, me this. or whatever yeah but the next morning when i wake up and i didn't act on that yeah. thought i am so grateful and proud of myself because <laughs> like i said it just takes like one second yeah. to fuck things up I spent many months wanting to fucking shoot up heroin <laughs> in jail. Yeah. Trust them. I can believe me. And it's crazy because like out of all the drugs and shit I've done, like I can't believe alcohol is what really, really took me out. Like, uh, uh, alcohol is the worst drug. I don't know. I said this in my last podcast and I stand by it. Like alcohol literally can kill you from withdrawals. Yeah. It, it's so socially acceptable. It's fucking advertised all over. It's and, everywhere. Yeah. You can't Especially really. in California and Oregon, you can't buy oh, really? it. Like you have to go to a liquor store in Oregon. It's everywhere. Oh, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's like no, right in your that. face. And it's, it's You can go to the taco shop and they'll sell you a fucking beer. Right. <laughs> and that's like socially acceptable. And even like smoking weed, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, oh yeah, weed's pretty, yeah, weed's pretty. But I mean, it's not like the worst drug ever, but I mean, it just sucks that it's so socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. And like, I got this really great new job downtown at a yeah. salon. And I, oh, yeah, and shit. like we went out to like dinner for the Christmas party. And I had to like sugarcoat it in a way because I wasn't drinking and yeah. they all wanted me to drink with them. But I was like, no, like I really <laughs> had to reevaluate my relationship with alcohol uh, because oh, okay. it wasn't serving me uh, like okay. in a positive way. You, you didn't go, oh, I have an allergy route. Like, I'm a fucking addict. <laughs> you don't want to see me. If I drink, I'm going to be back behind yeah. the dumpster with this homeless guy smoking <laughs> what I think is meth. It's probably fentanyl. You know? I can't tell them that. I can't. And that's why I love the community in recovery because it's like, you guys get me. I can 100%. joke about taking 14 XC pills and wanting to die. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I did that. Or, you know. <laughs> I did 20. <laughs> right? Like, it's not that weird for people like us to like. That's why it's like the ties that bind us together. It's yeah, like, fuck yeah. You know? I, I, yeah, fuck yeah. I totally get that. And I don't feel as embarrassed because I know like I, I've i said like my deepest, darkest secrets. And my old sponsor at the time was like, yeah, me too. You know? And it just <laughs> made me feel so much better that like I'm not alone and I never have to be alone mm. in this journey again. You know? Yeah. And if it wasn't for like friends like you uh-huh. that I've made along the way and that's like, like there's hope. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And if it wasn't, I don't know, for this community, I don't know where I'd be. 
and people mm-hmm. believing in me and like loving me even when I didn't believe or love myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sometimes we need that. Yeah. And all the things that I was so reluctant to do, like go to detox, yeah, get detox into sucks. a sober living, like all the yeah. things I was like, fuck that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have <laughs> turned out to be the best things that I could have done because okay, yeah. it's really helping me just get my life together because it's, it's good. It's still taking time. I dug myself in a pretty deep hole, but I'm <laughs> starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel now, you know? <laughs> but if I, my dad promised me like a few years ago, he's like, it's just going to get worse. It's just going to get worse. And I was like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and loser. <laughs> now I get it. Like if I was continuing to do all that shit that I was doing, like, I don't even know where I would be, but I know if I continue to do the right thing and I just take it, sometimes not even one day at a time one hour one minute at a time one second like things just kind of work themselves out fuck yeah you know it's weird no fuck yeah i know you're you're right in the even before i really got this relationship with my higher power and like like opened myself up more to spirituality something was fucking protecting me all that time when i was being a degenerate (laughs) you know and i had no idea god was with you Mm mm-hmm even at your worst. It's true. <laughs> like there's so many times I put myself in really unsafe situations with unsafe people doing crazy fucked up things yeah. where I should have or could have really really died. But oh, I feel yeah. like there I don't know what the reason is and I don't really care. I'm just really happy to be here. <laughs> How long have you been clean and sober now? Uh just over 7 months. Just over 7 months? What's your date? Uh July 7th. July 7th. 77. Oh shit, I yeah, like that. 2023. 2023. Fuck yeah. 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 Well, that's so fucking Yeah, and awesome. this is the longest I've been clean, like I said, since I was 16, 16, and it feels really good. And you're, like, totally engaged, just totally trying to, you know, um, do the steps and do... Yeah. yeah that's fucking I awesome. I have a sponsor who I love. Yeah. Um, she has, like, 36 years. Oh, that's good. That's a, yeah. lot of, a good she amount of time. She clean when she was just a little bit younger than me. Oh, and, really? Um, yeah, yeah. I really look up to her. She helped me get into the Doll Face Club Sober Living. Oh, yeah. She's really good friends with Clea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got that, that, that connection. Yeah. And it's crazy because I feel like it is all about who you know. Like, well, in a way, yeah. Little things have helped me get a little further along. Mm. And well, it's like that saying, uh, closed mouths don't get fed. Yeah. You know, if you didn't reach out to her, say mm-hmm. you need help, you know what I mean? Uh, nothing would be, nothing would happen. Yeah. I was at another sober living when I first got out of detox and it was really great. I really liked it, but it was so expensive. <laughs> it was like 1200 a month welcome to san diego yeah and so i don't know this sober living that i'm in now i've made a lot of friends and fuck it's yeah. it just it's really been helpful oh and fuck yeah. yeah i love all the girls i live with sometimes i don't like being in a sober living with so many people well i don't think anybody's ideal situations to live in a sober living but you know it's like what you said earlier, you know, sometimes, you you, you know, you, you just you just need it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, you're you're learning how to live again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And being adult and being an adult doing like the yeah. simple shit that I, was, yeah. I forgot how to do. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, I got to do that fucking chore today. Or like never or just the little stuff that I never. I don't know. I'm really learning how to be an adult. It's not my forte <laughs> at all. I'm not very good at it, but I feel like I'm getting a little better. I, I'm a 33-year-old man, and I still struggle yeah. with that. I'm, like, about to be 30 in July, and mm. I'm, like, I just don't want to keep wasting time yeah. or, like, losing time or, you know, 
and now that I'm clean, like, I just, like, see the world in such a different way. Like, through a totally different perspective. Fuck yeah. It's really, it's a beautiful thing. I never thought, like, someone like me, who just felt fucked from the beginning ever <laughs> since I was born. Like, it's a rigged could game. feel this way, you know? Yeah. And my mom, she's been um, clean off of um meth and alcohol for like 11 years now oh, okay she, she just time. i mean she smokes weed now oh okay Whatever. but honestly i'm like you need that like chill the <laughs> fuck out you prescribed her <laughs> no she's like she's doing her own thing and i'm i'm still proud of her yeah. but she'll like come to me with all this crazy i don't know she's off the wall sometimes and i've told her i was like maybe you should talk to your sponsor about this and she told me like she kind of stopped going to meetings and oh, didn't yeah. have a sponsor sure, anymore sure. And I was like, well, maybe you should think about it again. And now she's actually going back to AA and like doing meetings. And I think uh-huh. she has a sponsor again. And oh, okay. I have an older sister in Oregon who who struggles. And yeah, she just kind of like was she's like, well, your like whole sobriety journey has made me really think about my relationship with oh, alcohol. Wow. She's like, the only difference between me and you is I'm a functioning alcoholic. Damn. And I was like, wow. Okay. Like, I didn't oh, say anything, okay. but I think, like, I've planted a little seed in her yeah, mind. Yeah, absolutely. Too, you know, and I think she. Absolutely, you did. You know, if she wants it, like, and yeah. she ever wants to talk about it, like, I'm here. Like, yeah. I'm definitely no one to judge anybody. I know I'm no good or better than anybody yeah. else. And it's, <laughs> just, well, it's, it, it's your actions. Yeah. That's all it is. Is she just sees your actions. I think not- people are like, I don't know. Maybe some people don't believe me or like people can't believe it. <laughs> that I've actually gotten this far. But like, oh, it took a couple of years for my family to really go. Oh, I guess yeah. he hasn't done anything. He yeah. hasn't went back to jail. He's getting a little fatter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, even when I get drug tested now, I'm still like, kind of <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I know I'm going to be clean, but I'm like watching the cup. Like, (laughs) it's just like trauma almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get that when I see the police. (laughs) I'm not doing anything wrong. I see a cop. I'm like, fucking hate cops. (laughs) I'm not going to move. I'm just going to stay. I'm going to stay still. (laughs) Old shit dies hard. You know? But we just got to keep doing the right thing. And I think that's what the program really teaches us is just to be good people. Yeah. And it's like it deep down in there, I think that there's always genuine goodness in all of us. And being in recovery just kind of brings it out. Yeah. You know? Oh, it does. Absolutely it does. People don't. I can't speak for everybody, but sure. generally, I don't think people want us to fail. You know, mm-hmm. people want to see each other succeed. Yeah. And nobody wants to see anybody that they've met die. Like, mm. I mean, most people, most you people. know, most people, like there's That's some people thing. like yeah. pedophiles, <laughs> they can die. But other than that, <laughs> oh, you must have bought that LFG shirt. <laughs> I want to. What does it say? Um, it's. Dead pedophiles don't reoffend. That's, that's, that's exactly. What I was about to yeah. say that. Yes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but it's like we need shit like that. We need a little bit of vulgarness. Yeah. Because it's like that's reality. Yeah. Like well, let's talk about it. Fentanyl is fucking fuck fentanyl dealers. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> fentanyl yeah, in general. <laughs> you know, it's like we need to talk about it. Absolutely. And so I love that you're bringing that to the table. Fuck yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. And um, I, I just wanted to touch up that I, I really think it's awesome, like what you're doing and that, you know, I because I also grew up in a you know family that struggles with alcoholism. Um, I have an uncle that's um, sober for uh, 
I think he's a almost like a five years. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly now. I feel like an asshole now. I hope he's not listening to this. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, he's like in. He, so he's in. He's approaching long term sobriety, but he doesn't go to meetings and he doesn't. Um, um, you know, it's it's not it's not his thing. He doesn't mm-hmm. really feel like he relates. But you know, I I always like. I, I, I honestly don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? I tell him like, oh, dude, if you're if you're fucking sober, that's all that matters. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Um, your 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 journey is your personal yeah. journey. And um, so, I agree with that. Yeah, you know. So yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm I'm the only member of my family that you know attends meetings and stuff like that. And so like I I I I don't I don't push my agenda on people. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I. And honestly, dude, I honestly tip my hat to, to my family members that ha- handle business while they're all fucked up <laughs> with or without drugs. But, um, um, you know, I just um, I but I, I love it how you're you're just, you know, you know, being a little beacon of hope you know, to, to your family. And, yeah. and you have that connection with your sister. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. I appreciate both of you. I fucking really do. Yeah, I mean, she she talked you up, and I was like, I couldn't wait to get my first book, Fentanyl Sweatshirt. <laughs> I do. I actually remember this. Yeah. I remember this. Yeah, it was very important to me. <laughs> and yeah, I remember meeting you at uh, at my Tuesday meeting. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. I was like, oh, you're the guy. My sister, Danielle. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, you're so chill about it. But I was, like, so excited. And, you know, I've bought sweatshirts for, like, other people. and Because mm. people in Oregon are like, what is this? Like, what are you part of? What are you doing? And I was like, I'm not really part of it. I mean, I feel like I am now. Yeah, but, yeah. You're absolutely part of it. But at the time, it, it was, like, just to represent. Yeah. That was a big, I don't know. It was important to me. And then, okay. especially after my friend passed away, like, yeah, it's just, like, feel like everything kind of just like happens for a reason mm-hmm. i know it's corny but no no absolutely like um i i i have like i've said this on my first episode i, I absolutely love my best friend phil um he i i honestly feel like he should be the fuck fentanyl guy and not me because he he, he just has this amazing personality that you know maybe rubbed off on me in a way, but like I, I, I honestly, I, I, I know that he is the type of addict though. Like once you get started, he doesn't fucking stop. And you know, he he had that vicious cycle, and it, unfortunately, it was inevitable that he was gonna die from an overdose. You know, but um, when that's why um, you know, for me, man, like I, I, I just want to, you know, put myself out there though to those who, who are struggling and are ready, man, I, you know, I'm here to help you out. And, you know, and obviously I want that fucking fentanyl shit off the streets. You know what I mean? Cause it, it's just fucked that, you know, that, you know, like everyone's in this game of Russian roulette and in the fucking chamber is fucking packed. You know what I mean? And that's just the reality. And, um, I, you know, everything I, I, I do, man, I, I just, I do for him, man. Like, I really do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, as much as it broke my heart that he died, you know what I mean? His death, you know, I, I, I just try to make something out of it. And, Absolutely. You know, that's how it is for me. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah um, thank you so much. Absolutely. For, thank for, you for having me on. I really uh, yeah. appreciate you. I, 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 I I was trying to get you on earlier. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're on the couch being defiant and shit, but... <laughs> But that, thank that was you. Kylie's. <laughs> yes, but thank you so much for coming on. I again, I, I, 
I, I, I feel honored for you to be part of my brand. Thank you. Really, I do. And then anytime you're, you want to come back on here, you Hell know what yeah. I mean? you're welcome. I'm going to bring my sister. Yes. <laughs> We're going to make her come out of her shell. Exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. Take Thank care. you, Luis. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Take care, everybody. Got to pee again. <laughs>